0: everybody welcome back to more than sparrows a little bit of a different video today um we're taking a little bit of a break from our Micah study and i'm gonna give you three main takeaways that i got from the screw tape letters and talk about some of the scripture in reference to them so let's get started okay so screw tape letters for those of you who are not familiar is by c.s lewis the premise is that this uncle is this demon uncle is writing to his demon nephew and kind of giving this, his nephew, new ideas on how to make sure um, the demon's patient, as he's called it, uh, basically goes to hell. So, the premise is that at the very beginning of the novel, um, the demon's patient received Christ. And so, basically, the different ways that the demon and methods the demon's going to use to distract him from his newfound faith in Christ and get him to um, reject Christ altogether Okay, so what are we going to do I'm going to share with you a few of my favorite quotes and then three main things that I took from those quotes um, which kind of applies to the whole theme of the book and dive a little bit deeper in them just look at a couple of scripture references to refer back to so um, the first thing that really, really stood out to me was from a passage or a letter from Screwtape. And the the quote is directly, it says, we will make the whole universe a noise in the end. We have already made great strides in this direction as regards to earth. The melodies and silences of heaven will be shouted down in the end. Um, and one of the things that, that made me think about that whole letter really was talking about how, um, Roomwood, the nephew, needed to make sure that the man was constantly distracted, even in prayer, to be kind of afraid of silence in prayer and in quiet times and things like that. Not, not silence is in the room is quiet, but silence mentally, like you don't have, where I, I like to say I have a hundred tabs open in my brain and I have no idea where the music's coming from, basically for it to be completely silent. And just resting in God's presence so he wants that to be taken away to keep the noise there and I think 100% that is true that noise and distraction are tools of Satan and I know I've talked about this a couple times but social media personally for me kind of keeps me in a constant state of distraction if I'm looking at social media I'm thinking about what I'm seeing or things that I need to do to make my life look more like what I'm seeing online or um, thinking about looking at social media. (laughs) So, um, if your, if your mind is constantly in that circle of, oh, this is my to-do list. Oh, I want to look at Instagram. What did somebody say about this? What did somebody comment on that? How many people have seen this post? How many have liked it? Whatever. Um, you're, there's never really rest in your, in your mind, rest or reflection, at all. It's just noise and cloudiness. And so, um, things have to be removed or you have to be in a position to where you can actually hear from the Lord. And sometimes that requires silence. Um, and this reminded me, speaking of scripture, of the story that we've probably heard a bunch of times, um, in 1 Kings 19 about God saying, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he Sends a, a wind. Where was it? A great and powerful wind. Verse 11. Tore through the mountains, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. So, God's wind was not in the voice was not in the earthquake it wasn't in the fire, but it was in the quiet whisper and in order for us to hear the quiet whisper of the voice of God, we ourselves have to have a quiet environment not just what's going on around us but also what's going on between the ears, if you will. okay, let me cut back to me. all right, so another thing that really Really stood out to me. This quote. Was really powerful for me. Um, and it, it was talking about how. He. In, in the book. Wants to keep him distracted. But also to keep him. In a state of inaction. Of doing nothing. So. This was one of the things that Screwtape said to Wormwood. The more often he feels without acting. The less he will Be able ever to act and in the long run the less he will be able to feel so saying that the more the guy feels conviction from the Holy Spirit but does nothing about it the less often he will be able to actually act on his feelings or conviction and then eventually not be able to feel conviction at all this reminded me largely of a passage from James. James is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Okay. Verse 13. This is chapter 1. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person, this verse is what reminded me of this form, one. Quote, let me highlight it for you but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own desire and enticed after de- desire has conceived it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death where you see that natural progression first you're tempted not by god cuz god doesn't tempt you you're tempted and then you act on that temptation and then that temptation is leads to sin and sin gives birth to death and it just it it gets bigger So, it reminds me of that quote from Wormwood, or Screwtape, where he says, the more often he feels without acting, the less he will ever be able to act. And in the long run, the less he will be able to feel. So, if, and we see this in James too, I don't want to be like, oh, but just base your life off of what this book says. No, go off of what the Bible says. That if there is something that you are feeling convicted about, do something about it. Do not sit like a bump on a log because you'll be tempted and then dragged away by your own evil desire and it will give birth to sin and sin gives birth to death. So, if you are feeling convicted or um, encouraged to do something, to go on a mission trip, to talk to that person at the store or at work or at school, to share this post on social media that proclaims that you are a Christian and live it out in your daily life, do something about it. Don't continue to sit there and do nothing because it will be harder for you to do something and eventually you won't even be able to feel the conviction of the holy spirit eventually so do something do something okay now that i'm off of that so box. all right my last takeaway so get rid of the noise and the distra- distraction silence is good do something, if you feel prompted from the Holy Spirit, the best course of action is to obey immediately. And this is something else I wrote. Delayed obedience makes it easier to, be, to completely disobey and can eventually lead to not feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit at all. Okay. And then the last one. <laughs> these definitely could be said of 2022. So these are two separate quotes but talking about the same thing. And I think you'll figure out what it's talking about as it gets started. Of a proposed course of action, he, meaning God, wants men, so far as I can see, to ask very simple questions. Is it righteous? Is it prudent? Is it possible? Now, if we can keep men asking, is it in accordance with the general movement of our time? Is it progressive or reactionary? Is this the way history is going? They will neglect the relevant questions. Okay. Huh. That's 2022, especially... That this that question about, is this in accordance with the general movement of our time? I've heard that so many times. God doesn't care. He wants you to know, he wants you to ask, is it righteous? That's the first question. Is it righteous? So does it line up with scripture? Is it prudent? Is it possible? And instead of asking those simple questions that have simple answers, yes or no, then we instead we like to ask these complicated questions that doesn't Matter. We get wrapped up in the answers and the runaround on those instead of asking the obvious and simple questions. Okay, and then this was the other quote related also to this, too. Certainly, we do not want men to allow their Christianity to overflow into their political life, for the establishment of anything like a really just society would be a major disaster. On the other hand, we do want and very much to make men treat Christianity as a means, preferably, of course, as a means to their own advancement, but failing that, as a means to anything, even to social justice. The thing to do is get a man first to value social justice as a thing which the enemy, meaning God, demands, and then work him onto the stage at which he values Christianity because it may produce social justice. It's been a major theme around here. So we have to always be alert. But in thinking about where it's like asking about is this the is this the modern way society is progressing makes me think of that second quote. But more importantly, the questions that is it is it righteous, is it prudent, is it possible? God has already given us a list of things to think about and to question. So Philippians four eight Finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about these things and if those things don't line up with everything I just listed then we're not supposed to think about it. we're not supposed to dwell on it we're supposed to move on and that's that's pretty much pretty much it. So if you have never read screw tape letters before, I highly recommend you do so. Uh, if you've never read Mere Christianity before, I highly recommend that you do so. Narnia, all of those great and wonderful books by C.S. Lewis. But those were my three main actionable takeaways to get rid of noise and distractions, to obey immediately whenever we feel called or prompted, and then to ask the important questions, the, the better questions. Whatever is lovely, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, think on these things. And then to always be alert and ready and aware of whenever Satan is tempting us. Because remember, God doesn't tempt us. So, I hope you found those few little points from Tape Letters meaningful. And that you will either go download it, buy it, do whatever. But, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will...